you found it. A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is Big Boys Don't Cry. Big boys don't cry, or do they? I absolutely love the outdoors, and the more I got to know the teens and the girls and boys clubs we ran in the inner city, the more I realized so many of them had never left the city to truly be in the great outdoors. As a result, the programming I and my staff set up for one of the first summers I was working in the inner city had us coming up with all kinds of trips that would allow us to expose the teens to our province and all the outdoor beauty it had to offer. Our schedule was full of beach days, hiking days, short camping trips, short canoe trips, and some special day trips that would have a surprise aspect to them. Each time we asked the teens to sign up for something, within minutes the roster would be full and we knew that we would have a great time away with those who were registered to join us as staff. One special day trip planned was to an old hydro dam and the rapids which flowed over lots of large, smooth rock formations. The rapids were ideal for walking into, sitting down in them with a life jacket on, and then letting the water take you down a good long course of them or using a small inner tube to sit in and then enjoy how the water would take you down the good long course of the rapids. Near the end of the rapids was a large rope stretched across the water that signaled the end of your time in the water and what you were to hang on to to get out of the rapids so that you would not be sucked into the old dam. I could hardly wait for the teens to see this gorgeous series of rapids and to enjoy going down them. We picked up all the teens registered to join us, and by the end of the pickups, we had filled two large 40 Connelline vans with more boys than girls. It would be a fun day, and it was impressive to have so many of the boys who were part of a gang join us, as often they let us know that what we did was beneath them, and so they would not come along. Somehow, the mystery of the day and the prospect of being outside of the city intrigued them enough to join us this time. I was so excited to see them all, as I felt that being away from the pressures of the city and the gang was exactly the kind of break these boys needed. The ride out was uneventful but fun, with music blasting from the van radio, and at times all of us singing along to the tunes coming from it. Lots of teasing took place, and the more we got away from the city, the greater the sense of excitement and joy seemed to grow in the teens. Upon arriving at our destination, I was quickly questioned on what exactly we were going to do, and I instructed the teens to trust me, 
Grab their belongings, help us carry the coolers of food, life jackets, and inner tubes, and then follow me. We trekked for a while, and upon rounding the turn where they all saw the rapids, squeals of delight and some groans were heard coming from the teens. Then they asked what we were going to do, and I said we were going to go down the rapids on our butts or using the inner tubes we had brought with us. As we settled into a spot alongside of the rapids, the girls were quick to organize themselves, grab life jackets, and then get themselves to a place where they could go down the rapids. Several begged us as staff to accompany them, but few showed any fear as they let themselves experience something that was entirely new for each of them. I was thrilled to watch the girls bravely put themselves into the water and enjoy the rapids all the way down to the end where a staff person made sure they could grab the rope and walk along it to get out of the water. However, as I watched the girls enjoy the rapids, I noticed that not one boy had yet entered the water. They were watching the girls. Some were teasing them, some were cheering them on, but none were going anywhere near to the water to join in not even the largest of the gang boys. I decided to go and inquire why none of them had yet tried the rapids. And as I got close and started to question them, they let me know that most of them could not swim, others didn't think it would be fun, and others said nothing. With a bit more probing, finally one of the large gang boys came really close and whispered into my ear that he was terrified to try going down and would only go if I went with him. Without hesitation, I let him and the other boys know that both I and some of the other staff would accompany them, and suddenly there was interest in going down the rapids. Two of the largest and seemingly meanest of the gang boys quickly came on either side of me, tightly grabbed my hands and let me know that if I went with them and held their hands the entire time, they would try it. I agreed, and just as we were about to sit down for the descent down through the rapids, one of the boys clasped onto my hands so tightly I thought he might break my fingers. As I looked at him to ask him to loosen his grip, I noticed tears streaming down his face. Not wanting to draw attention to them, I leaned over and whispered that perhaps he should wait until I and the other boy holding my hand had gone down, and then he and I would go down on our own. He quickly let go of my hand, nodded in agreement, stood up, and headed to the side of the waterway, far away from any of the other teens. After the successful ride down the rapids with one of the gang boys, I returned to take the tearful one down with me. He was extremely hesitant and then began to cry once again as I encouraged him to trust me and come down the rapids with me. Since we were quite a distance from the rest of the teens, I assured him he would be safe, that I would never put him in danger, and that if he trusted me, he would be able to make it to the end of the rapids and maybe even have some fun. However, I assured him that if he could not see himself doing it, I would be supportive of that decision as well. After a while, he grabbed my hand and let me know that he indeed did want to try the ride down. We positioned ourselves in such a way that he could hold my hand the entire way down, and as we began to push ourselves on the stones, I looked at him and with the biggest smile ever said, Here we go. Try to have fun. 
Down we went, hands clasped and him screaming at the top of his lungs, yet with the widest grin on his face I had ever seen. Once we got to the rope, he grabbed it, let go of my hand, hugged me, and thanked me for being with him. When I asked if he wanted to go down again, he said he did, but only if he could hold my hand again. So off we went, and by the time we hit our fourth trip down, he assured me that he could now do it on his own, and on his own he did. Time and time again he traversed the rapids, displaying a greater amount of confidence each time. It was beautiful to watch the transformation that took place in him, from tearful fear to strong confidence. As we prepared to head home, he came over to thank me for letting him gain his confidence by hanging on to my hand as we slid down the rapids. For without my being at his side, he thought he never would have been able to do it. This experience with him was the beginning of a beautiful friendship that allowed for a large gang boy to not only trust me, but listen to me over the years as we talked about everything, from his involvement in the gang, to whether he would ever leave it, to how to care for his girlfriend and their baby, or to whether he wanted to become a follower of Jesus Christ or not. The song Deep Water by Drew Brown speaks of letting go of our fears and control and trusting God with our lives. Not only does the title seem appropriate, but so do the words of the song. Drew Brown is a singer-songwriter who lives in southwest Ontario. The edge is so much safer than it seems Careful child, the current might pull you in Listen, is your heart spinning as fast as your head? I see you letting go
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Juan from Colombia has been in prison for 10 years and a Christian for five. He listens to Ernesto Pinto on Encuentro every day in his cell. Juan hopes for a reduced prison sentence and to tell his story on Encuentro. He says, I teach the Word of God here in prison. Please send me more material. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. The day spent at the Rapids was one I will not soon forget for a variety of reasons. But one of the main ones is that a large gang boy was reduced to tears at fear that suddenly consumed him. Fear of the unknown, fear of dying, fear of not being in control. At the moment, I realized how fear had such a grip on him. I realized how similar we both were, for I knew paralyzing fear at different junctures in my life, and how not only crippling it was, but also reduced me to tears. How interesting that a large gang boy and I could be so similar. In the conversations that followed our day at the Rapids, he and I often spoke about the power of fear and what we do to cover up the fears we have. My encouragement to him was to come to Jesus Christ and give his fears to him. To this day, I have no idea whether he ever decided to do that or not. Yet, as reminded of him, I have prayed that this would be a decision he would make. Jesus calls us to lay down our fears at his feet and promises to give us rest and peace instead of fear. I love the following portion of the Bible that talks about God's invitation to us not to fear. It is found in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. What fears do you and I have that we need to entrust to God? Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you. Thank you.